At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi here on this Wednesday talking all things NFL. And Michael, it's always great to be joined with you. I know it's a, a little bit removed from the Monday Night Football, but you know I had Rick Doc Walker on the show yesterday, of course, the Washington football yeah. legend. And he doesn't want to talk playoffs with this Washington football team. But I guess I could ask you if we we're fair enough to talk playoffs with the Washington football team after what you saw Monday night against Seattle, a two-point win. They cashed the money. Of course, the under, those tickets cash as well. What are you seeing with that team and Taylor Heineke? Do you think they have enough? Because Ron Rivera, uh, I can't use the adjectives he used to describe his team. He said, we got everything we need right inside this team in this locker room here to make a real push. Do you think that they're a real player in the a- NFC? You know, since the Green Bay game, David, and it's good to have you again, and I appreciate uh, you being here. Hope you had a good week off last week. I love watching all the pictures of you returning home, so that was fun going back. Uh, but I, I would say to me, since the Green Bay game, I mean, since the second half of the uh, – let's go back. You know, they're up 13-10 to 10 against the Chiefs at halftime. And things they're looking like they're playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then they gave up 21 points in the second half. Since they allowed those 21 points in the second half, Green Bay, you know, when they go Green Bay, Denver, Tampa, Carolina, and Seattle, they have played the kind of defense that we thought they might play all year. 
They, they've had one game where they gave up 300 yards. That was the Green Bay game, 304. They've really not allowed teams to run the ball effectively on them. They've played much better pass defense. They've created some turnovers, not a lot. They've only had five turnovers in those five games created. But they've done a good job, and I think that that has been really the improvement of their football team. They're still the worst team on third down in football on defense. They're still not great in the red zone on offense. I mean, there's a lot of areas to improve. I think they do have, because of the uncertainty in the NFC East, I think they have a chance to, to be. I mean, look, Minnesota's a playoff team right now. And I think if Washington played Minnesota, if they played them at home, they'd probably be a point-and-a-half dog. This game against the Raiders is going to be the key for me mm-hmm. because they should beat the Raiders. They should go out there and pressure the Raiders with this defensive front, get Derek Carr nervous, and they can move their defense. That they move in front of Washington and in front of Minnesota for the six, seven seed. So, you know, I mean, to me, it's been in the improvement of their defense. As much as Heineke's getting all the talk, their defense. Absolutely, Michael. Yeah, and so you look at this year right now with the uh, Washington football team getting two and a half points here uh, as they come out here to Las Vegas this week for that showdown. It really is a showdown because if the Raiders want to be taken seriously, uh, certainly in the AFC West, this is a game I'm sure that they look at and feel like they must win. And, of course, the same is true for the Washington football team here at five and six. But right now, occupying that seventh playoff spot in the NFC playoff picture. So that is a big game right now. That money has gone the way of the Raiders so far, up to two and a half this week out here in Las Vegas. Of course, if you like the Washington football team on the money line here, the comeback there would be at plus 120. We do have a great show uh, here on this Wednesday on the Lombardi line. We're going to have Steve Mackinnon, of course, joining us a little bit later. Does a great job here at Point Spread Weekly as an editor here at VEASAN. He's really going to break down when you look ahead at teams like the Bills, and, uh, and, of course, the Monday night showdown against the Patriots really break down the, West, the rest of their games going forward and how they look uh, ATS here and really try to break down which team is better by looking at and kind of projecting what we're going to see the rest of the way. Of course, Mike Dettelier is going to join us. He is down there in Baton Rouge. A lot of things going on in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Saints and the Cowboys are going to get it on uh, tomorrow night. We'll break that down. And, of course, LSU getting a new head football coach with Brian Kelly. So we'll talk about that. Matt Mosley is going to join us in the uh, second hour here to talk all things Cowboys and how they look. Again, coming off two straight losses now, the Raiders getting them on Thanksgiving Day. So we'll see if the Cowboys can get back on the, on the good foot Thursday night against those New Orleans Saints. And then Lou Fittichero is going to join us uh, in that second hour as well to talk NFL. And another UFC Fight Night card is back this week with Jose Aldo returning against yep. Rob Font. So we've got plenty okay. to get to over the next couple hours. But, Michael, if we do have you back here, and uh, yes, first of all, it was great to get away for a week down there in Virginia Beach, but it's always good to be back with you uh, talking NFL football. We'll try to get back to Michael in just one second. But, again, when you look at what happened on Monday night, and, again, the tickets that did cash were the Washington football team and the under, and that line moved all throughout the week. At one point, Washington was up to about a point, point-and-a-half favorite. By the time kickoff came on Monday night, Seattle had, had become the favorite uh, as a two-point favorite here, so Washington gets a little bit of the plus money back there. And you have to look at the Seattle football team now going forward, and you saw the way their line opened up against San Francisco coming up on Sunday. And, boy, they, they were one-and-a-half-point favorites. And now the Niners are 
are three and a half point favorites. A four point swing already here. We're just on Wednesday, and I do wonder how high potentially this number could go. Because when you look at it here and you go, what is it like about what you've seen from Seattle since Russell Wilson's been back? And I know that they rushed him back. I don't think we have to be a doctor to know that that finger was not certainly 100% uh, when he went out and trying to get him back in there a little bit early. We understand that. Geno Smith certainly was not going to be the guy that could hold this down. But, boy, Michael, when you look at this now for Seattle and flip the script here from Washington, what do you make of the Seahawks here? Because, again, it's been a four-point line move already where San Francisco is now a three-and-a-half-point favorite here. Is this is this the last hurrah for Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson as a duo? And you feel like if they can't really put up an effort here, and they're only a three-win team right now, it might already be, you know, it might the season might already be lost. But if you feel like they can't really make a stand here at home against the Niners, this season is done. They haven't been good at home all year. I mean, remember this year they, they had the Tennessee Titans. They're, they're dominating that game in their home opener, and they give up a bunch of second-half points. They lose that game 33-30. You know, then they host the Rams, and they get beat there. You know, and then they bring New Orleans, comes to town. The only game they've won at home so far has been the Jacksonville game. What happened to the 12th man? Mm. Look, I, I think, Dave, this more than anything, I think what we're seeing from Russell Wilson is, is Russell's not comfortable with the new offense. I mean, I think there's no mistaking that. I mean, his eye level is down. He's not reading it out. He doesn't trust. Trust is the big word here. I don't think he trusts what he's seeing. I don't think he trusts the plays. I don't think he's got confidence in what they're doing. You know, they can't run the football. The last time they ran for 100 yards was back in week six of the season when they ran for a buck 44 against the Steelers. You know, they, they haven't been able to really be who they wanted to be, which is this run, play, action, pass team. And the offensive line has liability, there's no doubt, but I, I think they I think I think Pete might have missed it with the hiring of Shane Waldron. I know he stood next to Sean McVay. I understand that. And I know <laughs> I know that's important. I know that's critical. You must stand <laughs> next to Sean. I get that. That's the indication of whether you're going to be a great coach or not. However, and I have great respect for Sean, so I'm not being mocking Sean here, but I just think to me, everybody thinks they're getting the next Sean mm-hmm. and they don't. You know, I mean he trades in Brian Schottenheimer who was a, a, I wouldn't say Brian was a bad coach. Brian was a good coach, you know, for Shane Walt. They've gotten worse offensively. They've gotten worse offensively. They can't score points. I mean, they scored 31 against Jacksonville, and, and really their defense scored the 28 against the, uh, the 49ers. They made plays with their defense. But, and then that, we didn't even talk about their defense, right? Right. This has been a problem since, you know, he brought Ken Norton back. They gave up a buck fifty-two rushing. Can you imagine having Jamal Adams on your team mm. and allowing another team to run for one fifty-two? I mean, here's a guy that is probably one. I would say, without a doubt, the most overrated player in all of football in terms of what they're paying him and the performance they get out of him. It's just to me shocking. It's shocking. He doesn't tilt the field in anybody's fa- in their favor. They're paying him like a like like a marquee defensive player who dominates the game. He got an interception because Quinn Diggs made the play on the ball. The ball just fell and anybody could have made that interception. Like, when does he impact the game? I, and I think this is a little bit of the problem in Seattle. They're paying the wrong players. I, I hear you, Michael. And, and then I look at this line here with, with San Francisco coming in, and now they're laying three and a half on the road. You and I have talked about it a lot, right, with Jimmy G and, you know, the, the jokes earlier in the year. you got to get Trey Lance in there, and then they got Trey Lance in there, and they go, oh, maybe we need Jimmy G, right? And all of a sudden it looks like they've righted the ship here. Is this a team that you trust here on the road? And, again, you mentioned it, you know, the, the 12th man just hasn't felt like the same unit, if you will, this year. 
with that fan base out there. Would you trust to lay that number on the road with all the struggles we've seen with Seattle? And it feels like San Francisco is the team on the rise. Yeah, I do think San Francisco is playing much better. There's no doubt. And I think Jimmy G has played as the reason they're playing better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is this is, this will be a really challenging game. These typical games between San Francisco, I mean, the last time they played, uh, San Francisco couldn't move the ball on Seattle at all. They struggled. They won that game because, you know, I mean, Seattle won that game because Trey Lance got hurt. That was the only reason Seattle was able to win that game. I mean, they came back in there and won because really San Francisco was not. Move, I mean, San Francisco, uh, Seattle couldn't move the ball on San Francisco. They gained 234 yards of that game, and you know San Francisco gained 457. Mm. I mean, they were moving the ball up and down the field. They had 23 first downs in the game. Seattle, Seattle only had 14. So the, 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 that game was won by Seattle kind of hung on because of the change of quarterbacks and the mistakes. But other than that, you know, I mean, it, I, I think this will be a really hard game unless Russell starts to play better. And San Francisco's defense has played much better as of late. I think they have played. You know, I was really disappointed in them against Colt McCoy about week nine of the season. But since then, they have played really well. Yeah, and the only thing that does concern me here for backing San Francisco on the road is Debo Samuel with his injury uh, that he's going to be out on Sunday. Because, again, you mentioned that Jimmy G's played a lot better. But really, you know, I look at that offense, and they were using him as a running back. I mean, he's been that good. Elijah Elijah Mitchell Mitchell finally had a good football game last Sunday. But really, Debo Samuel is the heart of that offense. So I wonder how that might affect them come Sunday. Michael, when we come back here, we're going to take a look at the playoff picture and maybe try to find some odds and some long shots, potentially, that can make deep runs into the postseason. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here in VC. The Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is football season. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN. And Michael, we talked about it a little bit there in the first segment. When you look at the Washington football team in the NFC playoff picture right now, they do occupy that seventh spot. Of course, this is a different year, first time ever, that we're going to have the number one seed is the only seed that gets the uh, the bye here in the first round. So getting that number one seed is obviously very important. When you look at the playoff picture as a whole in the NFC. I then want to try to extrapolate that when we look at some numbers associated with them to either make or miss the postseason going forward. So you see where it stands right now. And obviously, as we mentioned, you see the divisional leaders on your left with the wild card in the middle and then the teams officially that are in the hunt. But boy, you, you know, I look at Dallas at 7-4, and four, and Michael, obviously, you know, I'm – unabashed Cowboy fan here. They have lost two in a row. You you assume that they're going to win this division, but they do have two games still left with the Washington football team. They've got the Saints game we're going to talk about a lot here uh, in the next hour uh, coming up on Thursday night. I just wonder, going forward, are there any teams, like when you look at Washington there, to make the playoffs at plus 400, do you see the Cowboys coming back further to the pack and could either Washington or the Eagles or dare I even say the Giants get back into contention here? You know, it's funny when you look at this. I mean, a lot of this is so predicated on the injuries, right? Right. I mean, a lot of this is so pre- – I mean, Dallas does – I mean, they don't have Gregory. They don't have Demarcus Lawrence. They don't have – you know, they now they don't have Terrence Steele at right tackle. Whether Col- They didn't have Collins. They didn't have They didn't have uh, Tavian Smith. They didn't have Travian Smith at, at left tackle. I mean, they're missing players left and right, you know, and everybody just expects it to not have an effect, and it does. And so I'm like, I'm not sounding the alarms for the Cowboys. I do think the way they were able to create turnovers was unsustainable. You just can't do that consistently in the NFL, especially when you've lost some of your pass rush. So 
but I don't know if, if Washington has the ability to really handle them if, the, if Dak is playing well and they have all their receivers, Cooper's back and CeeDee Lamb's back and Wilson's healthy and all their guys are there. I don't know if they can handle that offense. I mean, Washington has done a good job playing defense of, in the last four weeks, as we talked about in the A block, but I don't know if they can move forward with that. I, I still think Dallas is the best team. Philly, to me, is the wild card because Philly is hard to play. You know, now Patrick Graham did a great job against them. We know this about Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. If you make this guy play quarterback, that's not going to be a good thing, right? We know that. <laughs> we we know if he has to stay in the pocket and read it out, that's not going to be good for the Eagles. It's going to be good for the defense. It's not going to be good for the Eagles. <laughs> but if he can throw the ball quickly with throws, I mean, you know, I mean, look, you know, I went through this today. I was just telling this to Gil, David. Uh, you know, I, I look at DVOA every week. I, I don't understand how they come up with their numbers and the Dave points and all this stuff. But, you know, I mean, they have they have Washington ended up with seven wins. Wow. You know, and, and they have Philly ended up with eight wins. And so, you know, that doesn't seem to – Green Bay, they have Minnesota having eight wins. They have New Orleans having eight wins. San Francisco getting the ten wins. New, Arizona, the Rams getting the ten wins. So that, that would be, to me, and, and, and this was the most shocker of all, current odds based on their numerical analytical approach to win the Super Bowl, current odds to win the Super Bowl, the Patriots are 25.4, the Bucks are 19.9, and then the next team is the Cardinals at 10.9. Wow, that this that is that is amazing. And uh, I was on with Scott Seidenberg last night on the look ahead, and I said, "Could you imagine if it was the Patriots and the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl?" I mean, I think Twitter would explode first and foremost. But oh my God, could you even? I couldn't even imagine that, Michael. What that that two week show no. would look like, right? But I am stunned to hear that. Um, not just because look the way the Patriots are playing. We'll get to the Monday night game against the Bills here uh, later on in this program. But that does stun me that they are now projecting analytically that they have a one-in-four chance to make the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that seems... They have the bit. best odds to make the Super Bowl of any team in the league, and the next closest team is six points below. Now, I'm not saying DVOA is right. I'm just saying this is based on the numerical. And also, they add in the strength of schedule. And if you played against this court, you know, they, they do do some, which is really what I'm trying to get to. Because I think when you do numbers like I do, when you power rate, you end up with some bad numbers on a week-to-week because your accumulation of numbers, the player that helped accumulate those numbers isn't there. So right. how do you handicap that? You know, you've got to have, like, you know, you play the, you play the Falcons and they don't have Cordell Patterson. That's, that, that's a win, but he probably would have made a lot of difference in that game. So and then you play a backup quarterback when you should have played the starter. That that has a lot of variance in the game, you know. So to me, I think that that's you know that that that's why I look at it because I want to try to see if the um, on my numbers particularly what I'm missing. Like where are my numbers wrong for the week? You know, like my Seattle numbers are wrong because they've been wrong, because Seattle does some good things in certain situational football, but at the end of the day, they can't score points. Right. And, Michael, when I look at in the NFC, again, when I look at the Rams, okay, a team you and I have talked a lot about throughout the year, right, they haven't won a game since they got Von Miller. I mean, not saying that that's because they got Von Miller, but just it's just coincidental that they haven't won anything so far with the you know three guys going to the Hall of Fame on defense. To make the playoffs are minus 1,400. Remember, this is a 7-4 and football team. 
to miss the playoffs plus 800. There's no way this continues to go south in L.A., is there? Well, I mean, they have Jacksonville coming in. So how could it go south? Right. I mean, you know, they're going to win this week. I mean, you know, I mean, that's not going to be a hard. Look at their skit. They got Jacksonville coming in. They go to Arizona. They, the schedule's tough. I mean, you could bet no, not make it. And then they go Seattle, which they play Seattle at home. They go Jacksonville. They go to Arizona. Seattle home. They go to Minnesota, playoff game. They go to Baltimore, playoff game, and they end the season at home against San Francisco. I mean, DVOA has them winning three of those games, going three and three over the next six. I think that's very likely. Wow. I wouldn't argue with that, would you? No, I really would not, with, based on what we've seen here uh, so far, and, and Matthew Stafford receding a little bit to what we saw in Detroit. Uh, let's flip the script here and look at the AFC playoff picture here, and I'm fascinated by the stats you just gave us, DVOA. When, it look, when you look at New England here right now, obviously they are leading the AFC East. The Bills right now, a wild card team at 7-4, and four, along with the Bengals and the Chargers, and then you see everybody else that are still in the hunt. The Dolphins off the deck here as they've won four in a row here to get back even onto this graphic. But again, going forward, to look at teams that potentially could miss the playoffs or make it, the Bills are minus 1,200 to make the playoffs, to miss it, plus 750. Look, this is the team I I just, I don't want to say I assumed. I thought this was the best team in the AFC. Michael, what's going on with this team? Because they can't run the ball. They haven't been able to run the ball. They don't try to run it. They They, don't try try to run it. Right. Is that the biggest problem? They don't even try to run it. Well, their offensive line's the biggest problem. They're a lot like the Rams of of years ago. The Rams went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. The Sean McVay did a tremendous job of hiding that offensive line. It, you know, it was really the weakness of the team, and he did a great job of hiding because he ran all play action passes. And so it's the same problem that that you have with with. Uh, with this team, I mean, they really have offensive line issues, and you know, I don't know if they can overcome that. I think that's going to be that. Can they continue to hide that? I don't know. Yeah, and I look at the Raiders here on the line here. Obviously, they're not in the playoff picture as we talk today, but plus three hundred to make the playoffs to miss it minus three seventy five. You and I talked about how big this Washington football game is for both those teams, for both Vegas and for Washington. What do you make of the Raiders number there at plus three hundred? I don't like the Raiders. I think they have liability in their offensive line. I mean, when we were just talking about the Bills, I mean, the Bills have to, you know, they don't they don't run the ball. And if you run the ball with physical toughness, you can. I think it's the same thing with the Raiders. If you stop their running game and you put the pressure on Carr and you make Carr have to beat you after you put some real pressure on them, I don't know if they're good enough. I just don't know, and I don't think they're good enough defensively, you know, to be able to. Now, Carr played great against Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, you know, and and we know that there was a lot of, you know, thankfully for, you know, my man Tim Mills, the back judge, and, Mm. you know, Hockley, Sean Hockley. It was, yeah, my goodness is right. But to me, I I think that this week against the Raiders, trying to block against the Washington football team, this will be a hard challenge for the Las Vegas Raiders to see if that line is good enough. Uh, we only have 30 seconds, but very quickly, when I had Doc Walker on yesterday, and I wanted to get your opinion on it, he mentioned that some guys like Chase Young might have been playing hero ball. Without Chase Young, this defense has got better. Is that because yeah. the other guys know their roles or are not going to play hero ball? Well, they don't have a guy that runs past the quarterback. They're not playing 10 on 11 all the time. Right. <laughs> they're actually staying in their lanes. Uh, they're staying, they're, they, play 10 on, they play 11 on 11. When you go past the quarterback, it's the worst place to be in football. Yeah, you take yourself right out of the plan. So maybe he's going to learn a bit. He's yet to turn and run in that direction. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hopefully he's going to learn by while he's watching. When we come back, Steve Mackinac is going to join us right here on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. a new prop tracker now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi here. It is the Lombardi on on VEASAN, and it's always a pleasure this time of the week to be joined by Steve Mackinan. He's our Point Spread Weekly editor right here at VEASAN. And Steve, great to have you back on the program. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you and yours. I looked at what you did this week by the simulations going forward for the rest of the teams, and I am fascinated when we start off in the AFC East because Michael and I were just talking about the Bills and certainly the Patriots. The Bills are still the favorites to win the division at minus 130 uh, via BetMGM, and the Patriots, the small dog, at plus 110. When you simulate it going forward, is that what you see? Uh, well, hey, guys. Uh, first off, great to be back with you. Uh, AFC East is going to be I, maybe the most competitive race down the stretcher and the fact that we got two head-to-head games uh, still to come between the, uh, New England and Buffalo. Now, Obviously, if one of the teams sweeps those two games, it's it's said and done. I think that 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 bet has won if you picked that if you got that team. However, if they split, I think there's one game that's going to be key here, and I think it's Buffalo has to go to Tampa Bay on December 12th. So right now, New England has the half game lead in the division. If you let's say Buffalo loses that game, it makes it very difficult for Buffalo to wrap up this division. Because of, but and then they come back and they play Carolina. New England has the bye, which should be a win, and then the rematch. And but it's interesting in your model. I mean, New England, the best New England gets to in your model is a 47% win probability in the two games against Buffalo. Buffalo's at 63 and 53 in your model. Yeah. So if you look at it from a power rating perspective, that's where t- that's where the public, where the odds makers are are viewing these teams now that does not take into account any extra, if you want to call it momentum that new England is riding now, because Buffalo has been up and down. New England has been trending upward. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to make a power rating out of line, if you will, based upon recent momentum, because you're going to get sided one way uh, in terms of the odds makers doing this. So it's hard to account for that, and the, the momentum angle is definitely on New England side. Yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated by the way this season is starting to play out, certainly for the Buffalo Bills. And again, Steve, if they don't win the AFC East, they're going to go look back at that Jacksonville game that they lost 9-6 to and say, how in the world did we lose down in Duval? That could ultimately be the swing vote there. Let's go to the AFC North. And this division has been kind of topsy-turvy uh, throughout the season as well. And right now the Ravens are the favorites to win it at minus 175. The Steelers, uh, after they're getting blown out by the Bengals last week, all the way down there to 30 to one, and you see the Browns there plus 800 after losing to the Ravens. Baker Mayfield looks like he's just all sorts of banged up, and there are the Bengals at plus 230. So, Steve, again, when you do your simulations going forward, let's start off with the Ravens here. And I was looking at it, and you only had them 
being an underdog uh, with a projected line uh, uh, being basically getting a half point against the Bengals, and they're going to be at least favorites, if not small favorites, the rest of the way home. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's kind of a tricky spot here with Baltimore because you don't feel like they're playing good enough to win all these games despite the fact that they're only underdog in one of the games. Now, the key thing to look at in the AFC North here as we go down the stretch, uh, on the chart I provided in the article, the schedule strengths. Pittsburgh is number two in the toughest schedule for the rest of the season. Cincinnati, number three. Cleveland, number five. These are NFL ranks. Baltimore is number 13. So they got the easiest slate of the bunch. You have to wonder, too, whether Cincinnati and Cleveland are, if you want to call it, ready to win a division at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. When you look at Cincy's schedule, they got the Chargers and the 49ers back-to-back at home. They go to Denver, then they come back and play Baltimore, Kansas City, and they end up on the road in Cleveland. All those games, the highest percentage win probability is this week against the Chargers. So (laughs) they really got their work cut out, although I like them. I think they're the worst matchup for Baltimore. They They can throw the football effectively, and Baltimore's pass defense is not good. And you can attack Baltimore if you can throw the football. You can't attack Baltimore like Cleveland tried to by just running the ball or play action. They're too good. Let's shift to the NFC East. Everybody, you know, here in Philadelphia, Steve, don't break anybody's heart, but you know, they're going <laughs> to the Super Bowl. They've got the they got all the Broad Street, you know, that's not for a Christmas parade. That's for a Super Bowl parade. They got all the bleachers on Broad Street going down there. Tell me about what you think is going to end up in the in the in the NFC. Assuming Dallas gets there, do you think the Eagles can get a wild card? Well, actually, yes, Michael. In fact, I, I actually, in the, a little lower in the article, I picked Philadelphia as the best long shot to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, now, what happened last week in New York was quite unfortunate. Took a lot of the momentum they had been uh, building up away. I mean, four to nothing on the turnover thing there. So that, you, you, I think the way they're their offense has been running the football. They just can't afford for Jalen Hurts to be throwing three picks. Uh, they need to stick with running the football, and uh, I think if so, they got a, a pretty favorable uh, schedule down the stretcher. In fact, I have them going three and two, which, again, doesn't account for momentum. So a four and one finish is easily reasonable, and uh, uh, I think there's a good shot that Philadelphia does grab one of the wild card spots. Well, gentlemen, let's go back to those Cowboys here for a second, because, Steve, when I'm looking at this here, the projected uh, win probability for the Cowboys, there's two games at the end of the year where it's 50-50. And I look at look up here, and the biggest favorite spot that they have is against Washington the day after Christmas, and it's only at 6.5, and, and that game already scares me after what we've seen so far from the Washington football team. So, Steve, should I be concerned as a Cowboy fan that things might keep going south with two straight losses? <laughs> uh, yeah, concern should definitely be. I think there's a matter of them getting healthy, uh, fully healthy offensively. Uh, they got a three-game road trip coming up here. And uh, historically speaking, you'd think that's pretty tough in the NFL now, they're, they're actually projected to be favored in all three games, so I don't think they're going to lose all three by any means. But uh, uh, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button yet, but uh, we'd, I'd like to see them take two of these next three road contests. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of this is, too, as you're projecting this out, Steve, a lot of this is you're assuming that the injuries and all that are going to come through. I, I know we don't have it on our sheet, but what about the NFC West? Where, where, what's your thoughts on that? Is it, is it going to – I mean, obviously the Cardinals seem to be in prime position, but will the 49ers and the Rams both make it to the wild card based on your ratings? Uh, yes, I do. The ratings show them both making it. However, I did – the way the Rams are going your 0-3 run, I actually put them as the uh, favorite uh, most likely to get out of the playoffs at wow. this point. I don't like the changes they made, to be honest with you. They're, they're tinkering too much with what was a pretty strong roster. You don't you don't need this much name power. I, I mean, I, I realize Robert Woods' injury affected them, but they still had Van Jefferson sitting there. They didn't need Beckham. They probably didn't need Lamar Miller so, or Von Miller. Uh, so it's... I just don't like the moves they've made. Steve, see, that's fascinating because Michael and I were just talking about this. Right now, if you wanted to, to back the Rams to miss the playoffs, which your models might indicate, that's plus 800. And that's really good long shot value there if the Rams do continue to slide all the way out. And conversely, I look at the Washington football team at plus 400, and then I look at your model. I was going to hop on Washington at plus 400, but then I see the projected win probability that you have going forward, and there's only one game that they're favored down the stretch. So you think maybe... When I look at your model, I should steer clear of that? Okay, so this is where you really have to handicap the situation. Uh, you look at the Rams, and obviously the talent level warrants a certain power rating. Now, if we have no idea of, of knowing what is going on in that locker room. Is there is there a problem right now? Is, is there self-doubt creeping in? Washington, meanwhile, seems to be coming up with some fire here, and, and it's impossible to put that into a power rating, but if you are handicapping it from a, a, a motivational momentum uh, perspective, it has to be considered. Yeah, no question. I saw them you know, throwing stuff up against the chalkboard after the win. Ron Rivera is using language that I can't use. It looks like they're all fired <laughs> up in Washington, D.C., so we'll see how that plays out. Hey, Steve, we always appreciate the time and the information. Uh, it's great reading uh, each and every week. We appreciate your, your insight right here on the Lombardi line. Thank you, right, Steve. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Michael, we've got uh, obviously much more to get to, but it is fascinating when you look at those numbers uh, because, again, you know, I was all ready to hop on Washington, and then you look <laughs> at the models, and the models might indicate they're going to be underdogs in just about every year, small underdogs, but they're still going to be underdogs but the rest of the way. You know, but like Steve said, winning is contagious, and you get that feeling that you can win games, and if they play defense the way they've been playing, you know, they're, they they're, they could be, even though they're not favored, they can win a lot of games. I mean, they're not favored against the Raiders. They should win the game. We both think they should win that game. Yeah, absolutely. And again, very quickly, with the Eagles, after losing that game to the Giants last week, I think most people didn't didn't see that coming. Do you feel like that was just an aberration, a blip in the radar for, for the Eagles, or is that a real problem? Well, I mean, they have such an easier schedule. they got the Jets this week, so that's it'll be it'll look like a blip in the road until they play another good defense. Right, so let's see if they can turn that around this week. Okay, when we come back and talk to Mike Detail, talking all things going on down in Louisiana, and there is a lot in the college and pro football landscape. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line. Right here on Vison and Michael. Oh my goodness, there is yeah. a lot of things going on down there in the Bayou right no now. Doubt. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. 
in both in college and pro. So let's bring in Mike Dettelier. He is a host for WWL 870 AM, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Great to have Mike to join us now. And, Mike, let's start off with the football game tomorrow night between the Cowboys and the Saints. And, obviously, Drew Brees retires last year. Jameis Winston comes in. Looks like he's making strides. Then he's lost for the season. But Trevor Simeon, spotty play there. You're going to get Taysom Hill back. But does this feel like a lost season in the Bayou for the Saints? Yeah, it really does. Uh, and we knew it would be a reload season. And it couldn't, you couldn't win the same way. Uh, you know, Drew was not there. And then, you know, no Michael Thomas, you know, which you look at this receiving core, it's as bad as any receiving core in the NFL today from a talent standpoint. And then now you started to get the injuries. And so tomorrow night, most likely you'll play without your two starting tackles. Mm. And Teron Olmstead, Ryan Ramchek. And look who you're going up against. You know, one of the hottest pass rushers who have entered the league in quite a few years. And, and Micah Parsons. Uh, who knows with Kamara if he'll be able to play or not uh, with the knee injury. Uh, Ingram will play. you got Taysom Hill. But, you know, he's not going to solve the issues that you have. If I play Taysom Hill, I play people up front, and I dare him to throw the football deep downfield because I'm more scared of him running the football than throwing it. And so it's it's been a difficult year, and they've been carried by their defense, special teams other than the kicking spot, which has been horrific, uh, the place kicker, and Camaro. And it, it, it's a different world. And now with the injuries, now it's, uh, you know, a lot of people think Taysom Hill is going to be the solve-all, but that's not the case. That's why, to me, tomorrow night, this is an under game. You look at the last two times they've played, it's been 13-10, 12-10. Hmm. You, you yeah, think about I, you know, that. Mike, you know, in, in those games, 13-10, 12-10, they've split the last two games in 18 and 19, and look what the Saints are not going to have tomorrow. Um, you know, but, but it's a difficult season, but we all knew it would be a reload. You didn't know the injuries would have this type of effect because you can't predict injuries. Uh, you always thought maybe Michael Thomas could come back mid season, but that hasn't happened. That isn't going to happen. So, um, you know, it's a tough year for the Saints. No doubt, Mike, and I think your underplay is a smart one. I mean, Sean Payton knows he can't get in a track meet with any team. He doesn't have enough weapons offensively, so he's got to slow the pace of the game. I mean, even last week, you know, he couldn't run the ball, but he kept trying to run the ball. You know, he kept calling run plays, you know, just to try to slow the pace of the game down against Buffalo to try to keep himself in it. And, you know, they had every opportunity to be in it. They just can't generate any points. My question is, let's let's check this forward. Who is the starting quarterback on the New Orleans Saints mm. next season? He ain't on the roster, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line, he, he's not here. I, I think the Saints are going to have to go out and get a veteran quarterback uh, out on the market. Uh, you look at the quarterbacks coming out of college uh, for 2022. Does any of those guys look like can't miss people? And, and that's nothing against Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett. Or, 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 uh, again, I think Sean's going to have to kind of rip a page out of what the Rams did and Sean McVay and go out and get you a veteran quarterback like they did with Matt Stafford. Now, the Packers aren't going to trade him <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, but I think there'll be a few veteran quarterbacks out there. Uh, man, I would take that gaze and 
make an offer to see what I could do to get Russell Wilson out of Seattle. Wow. Talking with Mike Dettelier. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Dettelier. And, and Mike, let's talk a little bit about Sean Payton here because we'll get to the coaching changes in the college ranks here in a second because a lot of those things I don't think people foresaw. Do you see Sean Payton? Is, is he a lifer in New Orleans or could he possibly get up and relocate in your eyes? Well, after what I've seen the last couple of years, I'll never say never about <laughs> any coach being a lifer. Um, but, you know, I think this is Sean's last stop. Uh, I really believe that. Uh, he's got tremendous power here in this organization with the Saints on personnel, on movement. Um, you know, he's not going to catch heat if this team, uh, you know, goes, you know, eight and nine this year or whatever. Uh, you know, and, and you got to understand what, what they've went through. Uh, in that ride of, you know, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4. Um, it's been a really good run, unprecedented in Saints history. Mm. And so I would never say never, but I think the chances of Sean leaving here to go somewhere else, I think, are minuscule. Yeah, I would agree with that, Mike. I think that Sean's got all the things he needs. He knows he needs the quarterback. I think he was trying to buy some time with Jace, with Jameis Winston just based on where the market was. You know, they were going to be involved in any of those trades. And I think that, you know, that, that not you know not being able to get up into the draft. I mean, look, he almost, he tried to get up to get Patrick Mahomes years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always and, – and one thing about the Saint fans should feel good. It, when he gets a young quarterback, he'll have as much success with that young player as Josh McDaniels of the Patriots are having because he'll pick the right guy and he'll develop the right guy all the way through. You know, this week's game against the Cowboys, you know, we're going to see Simeon, Taysom Hill, like you said, he's not the magic sauce. And if the Cowboys have Amari Cooper back, which is what I think they will, that helps the Dallas team certainly make more explosive plays against what I think Dennis Allen has done a really good job. Other than that Eagle game when they missed those two offensive tackles, this Saints defense has played well. Yeah, they just can't play the read option very well. <laughs> yeah, they can't at all, can they? Man, the last two years against Jalen Hurts, he has eaten them alive. And so uh, it, it's funny how, Mikey, you've been involved with this a long time, how you don't match up well against some teams, and they haven't matched up well against the Eagles the last two years, and yet how well they match up against Tampa. No matter who's yeah. playing quarterback, they've been able to match up against the Bucks. They did lose in the... Uh, the playoffs last year, but it, you know you turned the football over as many times as you did in that game. Uh, you know you sort of uh, were handing it to them, but you know that's just part of sports. Uh, I think some teams match up better, and I agree with you with Sean. You know he had the the magic elixir, so to speak, with him and Drew, uh, two real strong personalities, and yet they were bonded together so well. Uh, they, they were almost like a married couple where they could finish each other's sentences. <laughs> and, and, and that's difficult to make that transition. We saw Belichick go through it last year. You know, it wasn't right. that easy. You can say, ah, nope. I'll, I'll get anybody. You find out that anybody, he just is not there. And I think Sean now realizes that he's got to be able to go out and get a veteran uh, with a young core on defense that is very good. Got about 90 seconds left on Mike Dettelier. And, Mike, i got to ask about Brian Kelly now, the new uh, head man down there at LSU. Did you guys see that coming in the bayou? Because I know there were reports about Lincoln Riley. How big a shock is this down in, in, uh, in uh, Cajun country? And are they excited about Brian Kelly being there? 
Um, it wasn't a shock, but it was a surprise because he had not been mentioned uh, as a prime candidate. We we all knew with Scott he was going to try to go after big game. That's been Woodward's mo throughout his career. And you know, he, if he was he tried to get Lincoln, and that was dialogue. No there. And then all of a sudden, Brian Kelly. Only thing I do know is per capita, Louisiana, seven out of the last eight years, has produced uh, top four NFL players into the NFL. And three of those eight years, they were number one. Two years, they were second. Compared to what he's getting in his home base of Indiana. Athletes. Time athletes here, and just run that I ten corridor. I understand why Brian left. I think he'll do a great job. And LSU needed a grown up in the room. Sounds they like- needed that as a head coach because they had two lightning rods before with Co- with Les. And certainly with Coach O. No doubt about it. Hey, Mike, we appreciate the time and the information. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Great uh, job, Mike. Appreciate you. Absolutely. We'll have you back on here on the Lombardi line. Great insight down there in the bayou. All right, Michael, when we come back, we're going to talk about Coach of the Year in the NFL. And these numbers have been all over the map in the last couple weeks. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.